Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to start by thanking Leader Donio, Leader Durkin, and the entire members of the Republican Caucus. They've done an outstanding job of standing up firmly on behalf of taxpayers for the state of Illinois. They have also stood up firmly for school children and their parents, homeowners, and the most vulnerable in our state. We faced a crisis when the supermajority left the end of May without passing any budget whatsoever. No, but with no budget, obviously very dire circumstances come July 1st, road construction ending, many human services potentially going without um, any support, um, and the very grave risk of schools not opening in August and September. That would just be an unacceptable failure on behalf of the people of Illinois. Thank you to Leader Durkin, Leader Redonio, the Republican Caucus for standing firm and, and coming now to a grand bargain, a grand compromise to get us through this crisis. I would also like to say um, personally a thank you to President Cullerton for some flexibility and creativity in the negotiations. Uh, I would also um, uh, compliment uh, Mayor Emanuel for some flexibility and some creativity on his part. Um, and the Democratic Caucus has been willing to compromise and we thank them for their efforts in that regard. Uh, let's be clear, this is just a small step in the process of making Illinois strong and healthy and vibrant. This is a small step in the right direction. This is not a budget. This is not a balanced budget. This is not a solution to our long-term challenges. This is a bridge to reform. That's what this is. This is a bridge to reform, a bipartisan bridge to reform. And the reason it was able to come together is both sides expressed willingness to negotiate further around reforms and truly balanced budgets. The Democratic leaders made it clear in uh, recent weeks that they would not want to take any votes on balanced budgets or reforms prior to the November election, but that after the November election, there was a very distinct possibility of that. That, that sentiment, that expression of the possibility of reforms and a true balanced budget, ending the days that we've had for years in Illinois of unbalanced budgets and kicking the can on pensions and borrowing and not paying our bills, the willingness to actually stand up to that right after the election during the lame duck session allowed us to come together to build a bridge to get to that outcome. In this uh, compromise, Schools can open on time, and the vast majority of school districts and schools will receive more money, an affordable amount of more money. And frankly, in Illinois, our schools deserve more money from the state. This is good public policy. Schools, first priority. Also, essential government services for our most vulnerable, human services for the families most in need, our veterans, our developmentally disabled, uh, those, those who are most vulnerable, the services can continue um, through January. Essential that we do that. Likewise, essential government services for public safety, for corrections, um, for public health, and services that people of Illinois depend on every day, day in, day out. Those can continue to be provided at an acceptable level.
basic level through January. Very important. And then finally, I don't want to uh, leave out the essence of uh, construction. We need road construction and maintenance of our infrastructure in order to keep our economy competitive and have the opportunity to grow in the future. This bridge spending plan allows us to do that. The goal is to get us till after the, the election in November and then between November and January come up with a bipartisan grand compromise that will truly balance our budgets and get reforms to grow the economy, protect our taxpayers, provide sufficient resources so we can develop the best schools in America in every school district, not this, just in some, and also in our process here. Clearly, we need reforms. We've been going down the wrong road, a gradual slow decline in Illinois for years and years with deficits, debt, jobs leaving, lower family incomes, higher property taxes, defunded schools too many times over the last 10 years, and a political system that's not really responsive to the voters and the taxpayers. Our efforts will never cease to change that. We need fundamental reform to change that direction. I believe and I firmly hope that right now we've, we've hit the bottom. This is the low point in the evolution of Illinois. And now we begin to move up. Growth, better schools, and a political system that is responsive and actually making good decisions for the long-term health of the state. Not just short-term decisions, long-term health of the state. This bridge is, a, is an important trust-building, relationship-building part of the process. I'm pleased with the result, but it is not the long-term solution. This purely gives us the opportunity to come together in the, in the next months and come to a solution that really restores the growth Thank you again for everyone here, for every member in the Republican caucus. And again, thank you for leaders on the Democratic side. Thank you for the flexibility and the cooperation so we could come to this compromise to move forward. With that, I'll open it up to questions. Well, this has been an evolutionary process. There's been a lot of uh, negotiations um, and private meetings going on for months. Um, they, they accelerated in, I would say, the last three months. Um, the working groups were close to an announcement. Then that process slowed down. I think we were pretty close to a grand compromise. When the leaders made it clear on the Democratic side that, that while there may be some compromises uh, to, to reform the state that could make sense, votes on those were not attractive to be made prior to the November election. When that was made, delerated the process for us to come up with this bridge plan, this bridge spending plan, so we can get through um, the election. Is it reforms are essential, and our efforts to get significant reforms. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic that we, in November, December, January, will see. Meaningful, meaningful reforms. One of the reasons I'm, I'm optimistic and we were able to come together is the way we talked about our pension um, plan, pension reform, in the context of the city of Chicago and the Chicago teachers was very constructive. Um, managed roll call to vote on that pension reform plan for Chicago Teachers Union as a sign of good faith that come November 
will come together on a bipartisan basis in a comprehensive uh, solution for a major, major statewide pension reform for all pension systems as part of that bill hopefully becoming law. If we don't get that reforms, that bill for, uh, for the Chicago Teachers Pension will not become law, but if we get reforms, it will. Yes, yes. Um, I don't believe that will be the case. I think that the um, members of the supermajority, most of them, realize that reforms are needed. Um, and I have been receiving information that post the election that they'll be willing to take some of the votes. The working groups, bipartisan working groups, were making very good progress. And the ideas coming out of those that I heard, while not all of them that I necessarily love or necessarily want to support, they were going to be good bipartisan compromise that would move the state forward in a positive direction. And I think we can get there, I believe, in November. Well, uh, obviously, the outcome will ultimately be impacted at least a fair bit by the, uh, what happens in the election in November. I think um, that if um, there is a greater balance in the General Assembly between the Republicans and Democrats, I think the odds of very significant reforms um, are much higher. Uh, if there's less balance, um, could be the opposite. I think we've, we've got to see what, what happens. Governor, speaking of the election, you've given money to the State Republican Party, and in turn, the Republican <coughs> Party appears making phone calls. Barbara Flynn Curry said before there was even a vote on the floor, and with all of this talk of trust, that that isn't helpful to be slamming Democrats with these votes already. So what, what gives there? Um, the votes happened. All the votes got done. The, the compromise got passed. You'll see very uh, aggressive electioneering every day going forward between now and November 8th. That's a fact, both sides. You've, uh, some of the supporters of the uh, caucus on the other side started the mailers, what is it, about three months ago an hour. This is, it's just part of the process. It's what we've got to do. It's, it's uh, easy for folks to say, oh gosh, I got a mailer, so why would I take? This, the political campaigning is its own process. We have a, we have a duty to govern. Uh, to manage the affairs of the state properly, to get balanced budgets, and come up with a way we can grow our economy. Our biggest challenge is we've got to become a growth state. We've got so much deficit, debt, um, unfunded pensions and unpaid bills. If we don't grow, we won't solve that problem. We've got to become a growth state. We can't tax our way out of the problem. It's not possible. So I, I've been very clear on two things from day one, and those two things aren't changing, and they will not change. One is I will not sign off on an unbalanced budget, and I'm not going to. And number two, I will not sign off on any new taxes without meaningful structural reform. I've, I've been clear on that for the last year and a half, and that is not going to change. Governor, 
Again, this is not a budget. What this is, this is an attempt at good faith compromise to set up the possibility. The Republicans are supporting a, a short-term bridge, trying to meet the Democrats. And likewise, this around build that relationship and, and develop the confidence. We're doing some things, and we've, we've put in some things that isn't our first choice. They're doing some things that are not their first choice. I'm very proud of the Republican caucus for standing firm. The $7 billion out-of-balance budget that passed the House, absolutely, shockingly, failure for the people of the state. And likewise, uh, the, the education funding bill that passed the Senate, um, with close to a billion dollars more in spending, with, with a lot of that, more than half a billion going to the city of Chicago, that was not fair. That wouldn't be fair to the taxpayers of the state. Republicans stood firm against that. We came to a reasonable place on a bipartisan compromise, and I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic we could use the negotiations that got us here to, to bring a constructive resolution after okay. November 8th. Last question. Last question. Last question. Last question. What's the election in November about? Um, I've lived in Illinois my whole life and followed the, the uh, governmental political process fairly closely. In many ways, I don't know of a more important election than this one, November 8th. This, this election will in large part determine whether we stay on the track that we've been on uh, for decades of job losses, lower family incomes, the highest property taxes in America, the worst credit rating of any state in America, the biggest unfunded pension in any, any state in America, and never ever balanced budgets, truly balanced budgets. Um, and school funding cut repeatedly for, for, for years. And a political system that is pretty rampant with corruption and cronyism and patronage. Are we going to stay on that track or are we going to go in a new direction? More growth, more value for taxpayers, better funding for schools, less corruption and conflict of interest in government. This election will largely determine that outcome. If the powers, if the structure of the General Assembly stays in, where the Republican caucus has a very, very limited voice, um, the pro-growth caucus, the pro-growth voice is very limited, the, the chances to make Illinois more prosperous go way down. If, if, if the Republican caucus has a little bit of a louder voice, probably not a majority, that's not likely, well, it's possible, I could always hope, but if they have a little bit of a stronger voice and there's a little more, more balance, I think we have a chance to take Illinois in a very strong direction. We have the hardest working people in America, the best location of any state in America, the best agriculture, the best infrastructure. If we could get our policies in Springfield to be different than they've been and become more pro-growth, the prosperity in Illinois, the, the future for the families of the state could be very bright indeed. And that's really what's on the line November 8th. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you.